0: This week is Parsha Shemos. I wanted to discuss this week the topic of being nosei baolam chavero, of bearing the burden with another person. So the concept of empathizing with the person and feeling their pain it comes up at the beginning of this week's Parsha, as we find the Torah introduces us to Moshe Rabenu, and it's very interesting. The Torah doesn't tell us about how Moshe Rabenu became a big talmud chacham or a gadol or a adam Godol. It really tells us very little about the first 60, 70 years of Moshe Revenu's life. And the little bit it tells us is that when Moshe Vayigdal, it says in Pasir Parak Beis, Pasir it says, Moshe He saw their affliction. And Rashi spells out, He, was, he put his heart and his eyes to being in pain with them. And what does it mean that he, he saw their affliction? What does it mean? The explanation that the Baal Moshe give is that he made a... He, it was more than just seeing people in pain and feeling bad for them. More than sympathizing with them, more than empathizing with them and trying to understand them. It was this concept of making a concentrated effort to put headspace on, and focus on trying to appreciate and care the, about the suffering the other pe- that his fellow Jewish brothers were going through. And Moshe Benu... He, was a prince. He was somebody in an exalted plane. Sounds like from the Ramban that this is. Ramban says, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. The Ramban says a line like, This is when he was 12 years old and he he learned that he was Jewish and he went out, even though he'd been learning Torah all these years and he was, uh, had Ruch HaKodesh. But he came out and he saw his brother's affliction and it moved him tremendously and he did everything he could to try to bear the burden with them. Medish Rabbah in Aleph Chav Zion spells out that, and this is all over a two day period. On the first day, he saw their affliction and he cried and he says, Would that I could die for them. That was how far he went in feeling the Jewish people's pain, maybe even worse than some of them felt it themselves. Would that I could die to help them from their affliction. It's a me that Moshe Rabbeinu kept throughout his life. We find that he's with Mechenin Nami later that he takes, he's always willing to stand up for the Jewish people at his own risk. And it says that he saw the burden, he saw the way that the Mitzrayim were so cruel to the Jewish people, that there were burdens of the, that were fit for big people on small people, and vice versa, that there were burdens fit for men that were being given to women, and vice versa, that they figured out different ways to afflict them. And he went, and he put down what he was doing, and he went, and he tried to help them physically as much as he could. And it looked like he was helping, he made it like he was helping Paro by helping the people do, do their labor. And Hashem says, You left, you left off what you were doing, your princelyhood and all your uh, exalted position in Mitzrayim, and you went to see the affliction of the Jewish people and treated them like brothers. That's why I'm coming. I'm going to leave everything else. I'm going to speak with you, and that's what the pasuk says. By the by, the bush, <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem saw that Moshe had turned aside and looked at their afflictions, and that's why Hashem appeared to him at the bush. In other words, the schust that Moshe Rabbeinu had with all his tzitzkes and all his everything was this schust that he had that he was no ba'olim chaveiro. and he cared so much about the afflictions of the Jewish people. And the next medrash talks about how Bayarbasivlo how he convinced Paro to give them a sh- to give them off on Shabbos, you know, ostensibly because it would be better for them accomplishing their work and not burning out. And that Moshe makes this tremendous focus on being no se baolim chavero and caring about others. And even he even kills a Mitzri to save to save a Jewish person. It's a high level Mitzri. It ends up costing him. That he has to be exiled for 60 years. And that's what he does because of his care and concern about his fellow Jewish brothers. Then we find him saving the daughters of Yisro at the well. Again, caring about other people. And that's our introduction. That's what we learned about Moshe Rabbeinu. About his midah being Nosei olam chavero I mentioned once before the midrash talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu and David HaMelech, they were shepherds. And that their concern and care for others came across and how they were shepherds. At Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a story where a sheep ran away and he ran after it and he saw that it went to the river and he said, oh, I didn't know you were thirsty, you little shepsala. And he waited for it to finish drinking and he lovingly carried it back to the flock. And so, Because this points out some people would even mock this and be like, what, what are you doing? What are you, silly little sheep. Ooh. And what about the big picture? What about the, all the other sheep and everything going on? And yet... HaKadosh Baruch who sees this and Hashem says, if somebody has that level of sensitivity towards even a little sheep, then I know that they have the right mindset to be the leader of the Jewish people. And that's part of his chus, to become the manig of the Jewish people. The melech, really, is the idea of the Jewish people. The ruler of the Jewish people is somebody who could see the individual among the group and feel that compassion and feel that care. And Rav Simcha talks about... He has many pieces in the Chochmul Muser devoted to the concept of no He says this is really a higher level even than the is the love that I feel for my fellow Jew. No ba'ol is when a person is able to put themselves in the other person's shoes. He recommends that we use visualization. Imagine if it was happening to me. How would I feel? How would I want to be treated? And a person's able to step up and really show how much they love and care about their fellow brother and fellow sister. And I was thinking why it's different from chesed. I mean, chesed is, I, is that I look for ways to benefit people, to help people. No se is I'm looking, is that I can cry for you. I could see your pain and I could feel bad. And Ruchatz Glevenstein points out that we have a natural midah that when we hear about something unpleasant, it upsets us. The fact that I can cry when I hear a horrible story doesn't mean that I'm being no se bo'ol It doesn't mean I'm bearing the burden of the pain. It means that I'm bothered by hearing affliction. What does it mean to bear another person's pain? It means that I feel for them and I cry for them. I look to help them. And even when they might have been able to move on, that doesn't mean that I've moved on. It, I can still care. I could still... It's, it's, it hurts me that another person is in pain. Talks about somebody's sick and then they got a little better. And oh, okay, good. And so a lot of people, okay, now I don't have to down for them anymore. And a person who's no realizes until they've gone back to where they were before, they're still suffering and they still have to be davened for. And it's an important media, especially in these times. My, my yeshiva, for example, the Hanukkah Mesiba this year. Every year they have dancing. And this year, because Kaisra was in an eighth sarah, there was no dancing. There was only a Kumsat style of misheba. And I think it's important as we come to the winter break in many yeshivas, and people want to go on vacation and people want to have a nice time with their family and have good pictures after, from it. And at the same time, to remember that we're in an eighth sarah and that's something. Should be different. In Mitzrayim, that in the times of the famine, Yosef he stopped having relations with his wife. He broke up. That there are only two sons. In the times of the Mabul, they didn't have Tashmash on the Teva. And there's this idea of even something which is so essential to a marriage and something having children is a foundational thing in creation. Imagine if Yosef had Sadik would have had another child, or she would have pointed out. But at the same time, there's this important Mida of being no se during a tzara, and it's something that we have to keep in mind. You know, I'm not here to pass in exactly what people should do different, obviously, but I think we have to have that sensitivity. I think we have to have that perspective that it can't just be like a regular year. Just like to close by saying something in this topic about the Mashkiach uh, Rematasya Salman's eyesarcha. is today. Big loss for the Jewish people. Tried to be mishtate for a little, even though the speeches were in Yiddish, but did listen in a little, and they did talk very much about this Roshan, about being no sebaom because this was something which the mashkiach has, uh, the mashkiach not just of the biggest yeshiva in the world, but of somebody who thousands from all sorts of backgrounds turned to for guidance, and he was just... Like every other Gadol person who becomes a Gadol B'Yisrael, part of how they do that is by caring about others and becoming an address that people turn to. A quote from Yerusha spoke about how he gave his life for the city field Asifa back in 2012. Ashkiyach was realizing more and more the dangers that technology was posing to the development of the human brain and specifically the threat it would pose to our community and to the B'nai ha'yeshiva. And he was already a little bit sick and he flew around the world making sure that all the different stripes of Hasidus in the yeshiva world would all be there at the Asifa. And he gave his life to it. And that was really his public appearance. He's really been pretty much out of the public eye for the last 11 years. And that he fought the sultan head on, and the sultan hit him the kafiricha on the way out. He realized uh, the way he put it to my yeshiva and others. The day after, he said, "We just won't have yeshiva guys if people don't have to, if we don't win this battle. People won't have the patience to sit and work on a TOSIS. We're just not going to have yeshivas anymore. We have to win this battle." And even the goyish world is starting to realize now with TikTok, which exists to shorten the human attention span to about 30 seconds, even they're realizing that this is going to destroy all the brains of everybody if they don't fight this battle. And Mishkiach, in a sense was ahead of his time, and he. You know that's that's what that's what the people who were involved say that he gave his life to be able to help Klal Yisrael with this with this battle. Maybe be zayich to learn from his example. May, he, may his memory be as chus for all of us, and maybe be able to follow in his ways and in the ways of the Jewish people and care and be no sebo im Have a wonderful Shabbos.